On this episode of Honey, You Should Watch This, Greg selected the movie Nothing to Lose, starring Tim Robbins and Martin Lawrence. And, well, my piece of advice, if you are in a situation where you think your spouse is cheating on you, have them turn around before you do anything drastic. Maybe he's just used to say, her not being turned around. Just saying. Don't turn around. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah, that. Yeah. Oh my God, you scared the cat. Stop. Don't no, scare I the didn't. Cat. <laughs> He's right here, sitting on the edge of the desk. Guys, I've been in this room for five and a half hours. <laughs> he hasn't stepped in here once. She walks in the room. Bam. The food maiden is in yeah, here. Yeah, the food maiden. <laughs> so, hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome to another mind numbing episode of. <gasps> <laughs> wow! Honey, you should watch this. Yeah, we've got confidence in our product. Mind, mind bending, mind, mind, bend- mind altering, <laughs> mind. Less. Depends. You want me to go get the Delta Eight? <laughs> no, no, I don't. I really, really, really don't. <clears throat> oh, so how you doing? I'm okay. Yeah. How are you? I'm it's, doing okay. It's August 9th. We've only got six more months of summer here in Florida. <laughs> Yeah, I had a, a kind of a long day. We're trying to get ready for a trade show coming up, and uh, I had to spend my morning with a very hyperactive CEO. Um, Not taking his own product? I think um, I think he is. I think because when I was in his office, there was a lot of that nootropic on his desk. So, Is that the energy drink one? That's the, yeah, that's okay. the mind hyper, hyper, hyper. <laughs> Super hyper. So that caffeine was... and espresso, <laughs> <sighs> all sorts of fun stuff. Yes. So yeah. So that was fun. Um, but anyway. Okay. So uh, anything you've been watching lately? No, you we watched. Share? Yeah. Well, we watched Loki. Yeah, that's right. We watched Loki. Um, I like the alligator Loki. Believe it or not. I think everybody liked the alligator Loki. Yeah. Uh, I am caught up on the Bad Batch. What's the Bad Batch? The Bad Batch is um, a show on Disney Plus about a group of rogue storm troopers that did, oh, that did the... not execute Order sixty six. Okay, that was the animated one yep. you were watching the it other day. It is really good. If you guys like Star Wars at all, it is phenomenal. Uh, I'm on season two of Titans. What is that? HBO Max. That is the DC's. Teen Titans. Okay. But it's not Teen Titans, it's Titans. It's not goofy. It's, no, it's yeah. it's it's dark. It's not dark like it's it's adult. It's adult. Um okay. it's got sidekick superheroes in it basically. It's it's actually The first season's slow because there's a lot of development. 
but it's good. You're just like, man, when is this going to kick off? The second season is it kicks off and yeah. it's going pretty good. And uh, what else am I watching? Um, South Park. Okay. Yeah. About to be about to be knee deep in football. <laughs> I finished up season two of Succession last night, yes. but I have to watch the last episode again because I, in my fashion, I fell asleep. And I thought I knew what was going on, but apparently I missed something, so I have to go back. And, Uh-oh. Yeah. So is there how many seasons of it is there? Uh, two right now. We're waiting on season three. So, um, But that's fine because Pose just showed up on Netflix, so the last All season right. of Pose, so I got to watch that now, too. Okay. So. I'll let you watch that I've one by been, yourself, too. I've been binging. Good for you. I've been binging. Yep. I've been working. <laughs> on the railroad. <laughs> All the live long day. God damn it. Yes. <laughs> All but right. We watched Nothing to Lose, 1997? 1997. I'm going to tell you what. I got a good feeling about this one because I think you laughed more during this movie than all the other movies I've had you watch combined. <laughs> so feeling feeling pretty positive here today, folks. I think I got like an 18% chance for a rewatch. <laughs> we shall see. Yeah, I already know the answer. You're not going to watch this again. Anyway. Oh, oh. What are you get, why are you breaking shit? Uh, because it's fun. Sorry. I mean, okay. I tried to move the the microphone oh so slightly and it just went flying. So these are quirky. You have to you gotta loosen it so that it stays tight. And then you loosen have to, it so it stays tight. Just right. I'll explain later. It's hard for your Okay. It's my, my tiny little brain. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say, but yeah. then I decided against it. I figured I'd let you say it. That way it's fact. <laughs> if it comes out of your mouth, it's true. Okay. Uh, okay. So. So, why did you select this particular piece of film for us uh, to you're watch? You're lucky you said piece of film. Or we were going to shut shit off right now. <laughs> piece of film. I like this movie. Yeah. I think this movie's fun. Mm-hmm. It's fun. That's all it's supposed well, to be. Yeah, you could tell from the very beginning with the you know song yeah. in the beginning that that's what this movie was supposed to be. It was just... Yep fun and um i love the fact that john c mcginley was in it <laughs> i did not know that giancarlo esposito was I, who he was i know i know i know who he was but i didn't realize that was him uh, I, I mean martin lawrence when he's on he's really good and i think he's on in this movie i think he plays a a, a good likable fun negro character <laughs> jesus christ what <laughs> well he is <laughs> Listen, All right. the way the movie was written If you want to uh, call No, I'm sorry <laughs> the, way, the way the movie was written It, right. was, it, it was a black character yeah. they, they wrote it to be a black character And I, that's, that's my point He wasn't, he wasn't a piece of garbage he, did, it was a good, he played a good character Is what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say Okay All right. All right Okay Did you have a question for me? Uh, what's for dinner? You just had a sandwich. You don't you do the opening the credits and stuff or okay. I do. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, 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 I just had a sandwich, ladies and gentlemen. I'm good. <laughs> I have a whole sandwich. <laughs> I'm gonna be. God, you know what? <sighs> Send the rest of my food for the year down to Haiti. Uh-huh. They need it. Uh, do you want to do the? Do you want to do the whatnots or do you, or do you want to point out boxes in the room that have been sitting there for 45 minutes <laughs> that you just decided to say something about? 
I didn't notice it. it you had to step around it four times. <laughs> I'm not with it tonight. So. Apparently, sweetie. Yeah. So look, is that something new? Is that you got this? What's yes, it? I did get this. Wow. Yeah, I'll explain. Uh-huh. I'll explain after the podcast. All right, cool. So that when you yell at me, uh-huh. the people that are listening won't have to call the cops 25 times. <laughs> There's a PS5 box sitting next yes. to her, ladies and gentlemen. You can't see it, but I can. Yeah. Um. Okay. What, right. did, what did you expect? Um, I wasn't quite sure. I, to be honest with you, I wasn't sure if I had seen this movie before, because part of it seemed very, very familiar to me, and I don't know it was just because of the advertising stuff like that that maybe I'd seen it. Um, part of it was because I quote it incessantly. Yeah. Well, um, I wouldn't have known that. Okay. Um, going in. Like I, I said, that does make sense. Yeah. Now who has the tiny brain, I Greg. wasn't quite sure. I, I wasn't quite sure. I knew it was a comedy. Um, you know, you have certain expectations with Martin Lawrence, but when you throw Tim Robbins in, he's kind of a wild card, right? Because this was, he did this after Shawshank, right? I think so. Yeah. Keep talking. I'll find out. All right. And uh, so it was It was kind of hard to tell, but I think after like the first five minutes and once you got into the credit sequence, I knew it wasn't going to be too, too heavy. So that, that. That was my summary, I guess, of, of my Yeah, Shawshank Redemption is 94. Yeah, so. But remember, Shawshank Redemption, I don't remember it being a massive box office hit. Yeah, well, this wasn't either. <laughs> it was, ex- a, a it lot was of, acceptable. A lot of people think it's kind of a, it, it didn't quite get a fair shake, but. I don't think it did. It, I mean, it made money. Uh, we'll get yeah. to that in uh, box office, but um, I'm surprised, honestly, that you had not seen this because this is one of mine and James's favorites. Mm-hmm. And as much as we're together and the way we watch movies when you're around, I've, I'm surprised we haven't picked this one. But yeah, yeah, we um, I watched the hell out of this movie. Okay, many times. So all right, cool. You want me to do the yeah. summary thing? All right, yeah, I have summary. two. I have one that I kind of just took off the uh, the Google page because you know I got lazy, but then I took I got one and I took some liberties with it. Okay. So, advertising executive Nick Beam learns that his wife is sleeping with his employer. In a state of despair, he encounters a bumbling thief whose attempted carjacking goes awry when Nick takes him on an involuntary joyride. Soon, the betrayed businessman and the incompetent crook strike up a partnership and develop a robbery-slash-revenge scheme. But it turns out that some other criminals in the area don't appreciate the competition. Okay, so here's mine. La 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 la. La la. Oh, hold on. Doing my best, Pee Wee Herman. All right. Um, why is not my mousey working? Okay. Want me, want me to say something real quick? No. Okay, go ahead. The synopsis. Synopsis. On IMDb. Uh huh. Nick's wife is in bed with his boss. He later gets a gun to his head by a carjacker, but steps on the gas pedal. They end up friends after adventures together. Hold-ups, burglary, reckless driving, revenge, etc. Twists Aww. follow. Aww. No, they don't. You that's, just gave us every fucking twist in the movie. That's that's a Pulitzer Prize winning. Uh, yeah, no, it's not. Okay, here's mine. Andy Dufresne sees his wife in bed with another man. But instead of taking actions that would put him in Shawshank, he decides to go for a very long drive. A down-on-his-luck Marcus Bennett attempts to carjack him, but Andy takes him on the ride of his life. 
The two decide to get revenge on Andy's boss, Lenny, by pulling off a large score. But Dr. Koss and Gus Frigg, who mistake the two for competition for their targeted gas stations along Route 66, want to get in on the action. In the end, it all works out, and Andy keeps his job. Marcus gets hired at Andy's firms, and Andy's wife wasn't really cheating on him with his boss. But she was married to John Travolta. Really? <laughs> really? What? You just look on your face. Such disdain. You stabbed me in the heart. Hi. With a rusty knife. What do you mean? I don't know. It just sounds like <laughs> the right thing to say. Marcus Bennett, that's from Bad Boys. Yes. You hated that movie. It was the only one I could think of. <laughs> the only Martin Lawrence movie you could think of? Yeah. Black Knight, Life, Bad Boys 2, Bad Boys for Life. Does that sound like movies that I'd be watching? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it does. But, yeah. Um, all right. So let me do the There's cast. There's some big name people in this movie, yeah. There's big name people in this movie. Um, okay, so Tim, Ro- Tim Robbins <laughs> stars as Nick Bean. <laughs> What? I'm sitting here thinking, I can't believe Dr. Cox didn't call him Nancy or Sally once the whole movie. He did. Did he? He did. Yeah, he was full on just being psycho Dr. Cox in this movie. Because remember when he gets the the That's right, the he business says card? Nancy with the, uh, with the yeah. you sold a lot of Girl Scout cookies, didn't you? Nancy and Jennifer and I think something else is what he called him. Okay. All right, so uh, the cast is uh, obviously Tim Robbins. I'm not as funny as I thought I was. As Nick Beam, Martin Lawrence, as Terrence Paul, T. Paul Davidson. I'm ignoring you. John C. McGinley as Davis Rigg Lanlow. Giancarlo Esposito as Charles Charlie Dunt. Michael McKeon, ever my Lenny, as Philip P.B. Barrow, 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 sorry. Kelly Preston is Ann Bean and um, Blink and You Miss It performance by Rebecca Gayhart is Danielle. Nick. Directed PB. And directed and written by Steve Odekirk, not Odenkirk. Odekirk. Odekirk. Do you know who Steve Odekirk is? Oh, in the movie? Yeah. Yeah, he's a security guard. Which one? He's the one that boogies. The dances. He wants to get down. Get down. Get down. Get down with his bad self. White people. Bad dancing and stuff. Yeah, white people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, overall, I think it was it was fairly good. I mean, Martin Lawrence is, you know, his antagonistic. He's an acquired taste. Uh, annoying, uh, you know, self in this, but. But still, he's funny. He gets the lines. I think. I think he's okay. Pretty evenly matched with Tim Robbins, um, as a straight man. But I don't know. I, I mean, thought I, Tim Robbins was pretty damn funny in this. He he was. Yeah. I mean, there were there were some some contrived bits that I'm sure might you know you could watch with your parents and they'd laugh at it. You know, like when his shoes catch on fire and stuff like that. That oh, I wasn't. <laughs> I love it. It's hysterical. And the part about it that's hysterical is not the fact that he's l- dancing with his feet like that or the ridiculous song they got playing in yeah. the background. It's Martin Lawrence and the shit he's saying oh, while he's it's laughing, going on. Yeah. Oh, Dan, get on a good foot, Nick. Get on a good <laughs> foot. He's uh, it's, it's falling out of the car. That's one big ass spider. <laughs> uh, I was. I, that wasn't just a spider. That was a fucking tarantula. Oh, my Lord. Ooh. None of us would have made up, been able to film that scene. I can tell you that right yeah. now. That would have been rough. Put that spider in the car with me. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> I don't care what you're paying me. Um, 
I asked you what you expected. Yeah. How did it line up with? Um. Because you didn't really a, answer the question about what you expected. You just said you couldn't tell, tell if you'd seen I it or not. I couldn't tell if I'd seen it or not. I, I think it probably lined up fairly well with what I expected. I think it was probably a little bit better than what I expected as far as that. I think um, I enjoyed the two of them together more than I thought I would. Because, um, I mean... I mean, one of my favorite movies with Tim Robbins is obviously always going to be Bull Durham. Um, and he's a little bit more of a, he's he's not the straight man in that at all. Oh, yeah, he's a tool. He's, and a, he's, he's a goofy-ass tool. He's a dipshit in that movie, but yeah. he's good. Women get woolly. Yep. They get woolly. Um, but, I mean, I, I guess I wasn't. It wasn't too far off than I than I guess I was expecting. It was it was a decent movie. I wouldn't say right. it was a bad movie. Okay. All right. All right. Any twists? Any anything that surprised you? Anything that went down that you were like, man, I can't, I didn't see that coming. No. All right. <laughs> Not really. I mean, they kind of, I guess, in the end, when you find out, okay, it was it wasn't his wife, it was his sister. And it wasn't the boss, it was the sister's boyfriend and stuff like that. But it's set up so early that you kind of think back and you go, oh, yeah, okay, I get it, yeah. But it's not like a huge shock. But um, Rebecca Gayhart, I think she probably didn't need to be in this movie. You know, it could have been played by... I just... just, Who who is that? She's the one that's like the girl in in the flower shop, the one that... That almost sleeps with okay with the Tim Robbins character. Nick, it's Nick Bame. I'm Nick. Nick Bame. I'm, I'm Nick Bame, bitch. Um, you, you pull a Terminator on his ass. <laughs> I walked out, being like, "Bam!" I ain't no fruity pie. I ain't no. I'm I'm I'm, I'm Nick Bean. I ain't no. I, I'm Nick Bean. That's what. I, that's what I'd have told the bitch. <laughs> Fucking quote that all the time. Anyway, she didn't need to be in the movie. What is? What do I know her from? Oh God! Um, you know her movie career didn't quite take off. She was like more in the soap opera oh. acting and stuff like that. She was in she was in um, Jawbreaker was the one that I know her from. So okay, yeah. Uh, she was also in uh, Urban Legend. You know when they were doing the horror movies in the nineties and everybody was doing something. So she was in Urban Legend too. Yeah, but, I don't, I've seen neither of those movies. Yeah. Okay. I I I I I, 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 I yeah. I remember her eyes. Yeah. She's got beautiful eyes. She's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. She was like the yeah. Noxzema girl, you she's know. Not my, she's not my yeah. style. But um, but I expected I expected her role to be a little bit more important here, and that just kind of just went nowhere. She was just kind of set dressing. Well, no, they almost had sex. Yeah, but they didn't. Yeah, they didn't. <laughs> you don't know why? Because he's a good man. He's, a good he's not man. a pile of shit. They were not on a break. They were not on a break. They were not on a break. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, tell me about your. Uh, I mean, uh, did you see this movie in the theater when it came out? Is this something you watched on video? With no, this is James something that I watched or... on video with James. Mm-hmm. And like, I, uh, I, I'm okay with Martin Lawrence. I'm not going to say that his movies are all fantastic. Martin uh, Lawrence is a funny guy. I liked his show. Oh, I love Martin. Yeah. I, I thought the show was was the best thing he's ever done. Uh, except um, I really, I really like bad boys too as well. Um, the, I wasn't, 
his movies to me were always kind of like one note. You know what I mean? So it was like, you know, I'm a, I'm a cop. Right. And I'm a funny cop. Uh, and I get in trouble a lot. That that type of thing. And I'm monogamous. Yeah. Yeah. But not even that. Like yeah. I'm talking like Blue Streak and Black Knight okay. and um, just just, just to, he always kind of had the same character. And this was this was character was a, a little bit different from him. But I like the fact that he was a, a likable guy. But he was he, he was a bad guy, bad guy air quotes. But he was likable. Mm-hmm. But he was also just trying to do the right thing and take care of his family. And he just you know, I, I thought his jokes in this were. Some of them you could tell he was ad libbing, trying. Okay, all right. But like, like trying to make stuff up, and it was just like, oh, okay, yeah, we got it. You know what I mean? That whole, oh, we'll yeah. move on. But some of the stuff, like that whole scene in the car at the beginning, he goes, "This, this, he's a gun. You don't fuck around, with no gun, white boy." You, you, yeah. You're just like, okay, what, what is it? When he he does the Helen Keller bit and the. He goes, wait, wait, you still your wallet on the street. Oh, shit, my eyes, honey's love my, my eyes. eyes. Oh, just that whole, yeah. that whole thing was just, it cracks me up every time yeah. I see it. So I, I thought his performance for him was like above average to it not, for it to not be a Bad Boys movie. Because in Bad Boys, he's in it, but the movie kind of carries it, even though you didn't like it. It's, it, but I just thought he was really funny. And I thought that he helped Tim Robbins be funny mm-hmm. by uh, playing off each other. It just, when they're th- th- like, yeah, Tim Robbins was killing me when he thought he got shot. He's hamming up, hamming, he gets his shirt off, he sees it's like a little, little, paper, little paper cut. And then he realizes it doesn't hurt. It just. <laughs> I, I just think there's a lot of a lot of little. It's almost it's almost like it's a. Um, I don't know what they call the movies that they're like that, but like a Kentucky Fried movie or a um, or a um, Amazon Women on the Moon type movie where it's just like a bunch of little skits that they put together. Okay. And each little section is kind of like its own skit that they get to do something a little bit different. Yeah. I just I enjoyed it. All right. That's it. Yeah. Cute. Yeah, I know. All right. Um, I haven't done this in a while, so let's see what Robert Ebert thinks. Uh-oh. <laughs> Roger Ebert thinks. What's eating Ebert? What do you think Roger Ebert gave this movie? How many stars? What's the top? Uh, I think it's five. Probably two. Right on the money. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know why? Give it two. Because Roger Ebert doesn't know how to... Laugh at a movie and enjoy himself. Be old man. Um, his, I mean, I don't know about not being able to laugh and enjoy himself. He he called this uh, a five peat buddy movie, fish out of water movie, road movie, mistaken identity movie, and corporate espionage movie. Maybe the fifth one is not a genre of its own yet, but it sure seemed familiar. What? I mean, what more do you want? Yeah. What do you want to see tonight, honey? You want to see an espionage movie? Or a buddy movie, <laughs> or a kidnap movie, or I'm cheating on you movie, or <laughs> yeah, um, I think he's he he just thought it was like just overly amb- ambitious for the director's capabilities. I don't think he was really putting it down as in terms of the from what I could see as far as the performances were concerned, it was just a lot in in one movie, so. But okay, 
But to me, there wasn't because it was just kind of point A to point B, really. Yeah. I mean, honestly, but uh, okay. I His favorite parts, he uh, the what he considered the good moments moments woo i can speak i honestly i can um the good moments were um when irma p hall um slaps martin oh. and then slaps first time i saw that you with him the first time <laughs> i saw that scene where she slapped his ass Stays slapped out Tim Robbins in the and then turned around and slapped him again. I I was I was on it was on VHS. Yeah, I reround that shit and watched <laughs> it again because I was crying. I was laughing so hard. All right. Um, his other favorite scene was um, when they were trying to steal the flashlights um, <laughs> with uh, Patrick Crenshaw, Crenshaw. Blue, well, you're he, my boy, Blue. Well, he. Uh, Led me to believe <laughs> that he would fucking kill me. <laughs> and you found that scary? Yeah. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so in the process of being held up, they asked to judge the two approaches and which was scarier. And he offers some helpful suggestions. And then the third scene he found funny was um, Steve Oderkirk dancing around from what he thinks is the empty office. Um, so I think he was like, you know, if those were the most memorable things when it was just side characters, then, you know, what are we doing with the main characters? But, you know, the strangest things eat our but, dear Roger Ebert, grumpy man of the... So those are so those are funnier than the scene where they were out in the, in the wilderness with uh, Giancarlo and John C. McGinley? Because that shit cracked me up, the way he was waving the gun around and... <laughs> playing the games and they, they were doing. Uh, he, I mean, he found that funnier than when he walked into the convenience store and the guy goes, "You must be really fast." <laughs> I, I rewound that. I thought that was hysterical. Oh, because of his because yeah. his shoes were on. Yeah, he's been on fire. He's you must good be really too, fast. Yeah. Well, that guy, that, that guy guy's is a, a a legend as far as I'm concerned because well, he's he was a in staple in all the Billy um, Madison or the Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I it was I thought it was hysterical when the guy was trying to describe the the, the chocolate chip with the piles of shit behind him, and I just yeah. The, there's just so to me there was so many little things. Wow, okay. Yeah. Or when he walks out, when he walks out and he goes, "Freeze, mother bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> Big tall gangly guy pointing a gun at you. You're gonna you're gonna take that money back. You're gonna take that money back right now. You're gonna take them. Oh, we gotta go. <laughs> Oh, we gotta go. <laughs> That's hysterical. Um, I, there's just no. I did not get a license. If I had, I would not be standing here eating copious amounts of shit. <laughs> now send it to everybody. I, I just there's so many. It's so quotable. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know what he was. I don't know what he was fucking doing. He's probably watching some art film or something somewhere. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Steve Odekirk, uh, before this, he did H. Ventura, mm-hmm. Nature Calls. Yes. Some years after this, he did Bruce Almighty. I don't think he wrote Bruce Almighty, though, did he? Wow, he directed Bruce Almighty. And Evan that Almighty. That was a monster movie. Oh, Evan Almighty. But. Well, you never catch that lightning in a bottle twice. Yeah. Bruce Almighty was pretty darn good, but I don't Bruce think. Bruce Almighty was incredible. I don't think he wrote it. I Probably think he didn't. just directed it probably did so he directed nate when nature calls and i like when nature calls i thought it was really good i'm surprised there have been no more ace ventura movies oh yeah he um nature calls he was an executive consultant on pet detective 
He wrote and directed When Nature Calls. Nice. Um, Got some back one for you. He wrote and produced Patch Adams. Mm. Did you ever see that? No. I only saw parts, and as much as I love him, I just couldn't get into it. He wrote and produced Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius. You want true story? You want to hear something? What? Love it. That movie was so good. <laughs> it was It was great. It was a great movie. Sorry. I like Jimmy Neutron. Martin Short? I don't remember Martin Short. Martin Short was the Alien King. Oh, was he? Yeah, he was great. Nailed it. Nailed it. He, no, in fact, oh, he did. He off. wrote. He did. He did write. Um, he did write Bruce Almighty. He did not direct it. He wrote it, and he was an executive producer. Wow! But he did write and direct and produce Barnyard. I'm sad to say. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> I had such high hopes for that movie when it came out. All, I it, know. all it did was turn into a Saturday morning <laughs> shitty cartoon. Back when they had cartoons still on Saturday mornings. Yeah. But. Uh, all right. Well. So a little spotty, but you know. I mean, it's not like he's worked on no-name stuff. Yeah, that's true. So good for that's, him. That's true. Good that's for true. you, Steve. I did like I did like the way that they set up um, um, uh, Nick and his wife's relationship. You didn't see much of, of their relationship, but you could tell it was, you know, they were enjoying their life and, you know, loved each other and... That opening scene had where a you're sense of humor, trying as to odd as it what, was, yeah. trying to figure out what the hell's going on. You're watching, like, what in the world is going there? They're starting a movie out with the people. Oh, your father's hands, great. All right. <laughs> All right, I see what you did there. I see what you did there, and it was gross. <laughs> it's gross. You don't. Um, so you don't. Nothing stood out in this movie then to you um, that you really enjoyed or liked or were happy about. So I know. The I mean, it was. The question is, <laughs> Um, I, I think, I mean, it was, I think it was consistent as far as, you know, you had the back and forth going on between Tim, Tim Roberts and Martin Lawrence. Um, it was nice that you, they kind of showed him as family man and, you know, only doing it because he had to do it type of thing. And, you know, trying to put in that social commentary, I guess, in it. Um, but yeah, that was pretty yeah. fucking heavy-handed, but it was mm-hmm. 1997, so. And, uh, you know, the, the the budding friendship and stuff like that, it just didn't... Obviously, I, I kind of feel not to side with Roger Ebert, but I think they were just trying to put 10 pounds in a 5-pound bag. And, and not that it was all... It was bad. I don't think it was bad at all, but it would have been nice to... To let some of these things develop a little bit, but I th- I thought it was good. I thought it was funny. All right. Well, I guess we'll see you next week. <laughs> stop. Will you stop that shit? Stop what? We're trying to have a conversation here, and you just shut down. Oh, I didn't <laughs> shut down. I just said I guess we'll see you next week. <laughs> I, I, okay. I can't I mean, I make that. I'm not good at sound effects. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Is that what you're looking for? The explosion? Uh. Well, yeah. It's gonna make maybe the garage door, like a steel door, coming down and. Oh, I'm not Michael Winslow. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, well, Michael Winslow. <laughs> Gee whiz. What sounds can you make? All of them? <laughs> uh, so tell me, what is your, I mean, this is your movie. You're the only one who picked it out. So what is your, what were the top, 
like not uh, not your top scenes, but what is it? What was it that stood out to this movie about? I mean, I just, obviously the immense quotability because oh. you and James quote this movie all yes, we the do. freaking time. Yeah, we do. Well, we, there's a lot of movies we quote all the time. Um, I I love I love the back and forth in this movie between Tim Robbins and and Martin Lawrence. I the scene where he hijacks the car, the scene where they're sitting in the diner, that shit fucking cracks me up. When they're fighting in the in, in the, the parking, parking lot, lot, and he runs up to him and he hits him with his elbow. <laughs> what? Um, the uh, when they're when they're driving back, when they're staying in the desert. Yeah, Gila, you hear that, Gila monsters? Um, <laughs> that, um, when you uh, let's see, the part where they're even when they're in the hotel room. Yeah. And he says, "I think I can catch it." I think. He, what, what do you mean? You think you can catch it? That, you know, when he's in the chair. It just he's in the chair. Yeah. The, the conversation between the four of them when it's when it's McGinley and Stan. I just, it's, it's almost it's almost like, to me, it's almost believable, like it's not scripted because you just got two guys basically. Right. Uh, oh, here, here, here's a here's an idea. Here's a thought. Wear a mask. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, oh, all right. That makes sense. You, yeah. you know, he, it's just the the way that they talk to each other, and it's it's almost like the way they talk to each other, with the exception of the first scene when he goes, "Wow, did you pick the wrong guy on the wrong day?" Right. Once they actually start having discussions, it's almost like they're best friends. Yeah. They're, but you know, because they never like get shitty with each other but they have a discussion and then it's like yeah well you know it's not like i haven't tried to get a job and he's like oh you well you know why he's like well i'm not exactly the corporate color and then he says something and he's like man you don't know what you're talking about and there was no like animosity or antagonism between them like oh you're a piece of shit blah 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 blah. you're just you're just crying or it was just like okay we had the conversation we're gonna move on to there's a big fucking spider on your head (laughs) I, I just thought I just thought the dialogue between right. them was good. So let's talk about this. The whole conceit of the movie here is obviously after after I, I wanted to say Jimmy Beam, but that's a Nick whole Beam. other thing entirely. Um, Nick Beam um, kind of drives around in a daze, thinking his wife had cheated on him. Um, you know, because they set him up as this good guy, really devoted to his wife, and just overall, you know, bad 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 judgment when it comes to you know uh, advertising pitches but we'll get into that later um but as far as you know that there he takes off um to kind of foil and essentially fuck with um the martin lawrence character what are you staring at the cat that's about to throw up oh poor kitty all right, maybe not. Maybe he's just getting, maybe got a hairball or something. getting all warmed up. Yeah, he's waiting, yeah. He's waiting until it's 2, 2 a.m. for us. <clears throat> me, 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 Sorry, me, me. Sorry, I didn't mean to, me. oh, got distracted. Yeah. You're right. But yeah. Okay, go, Okay. so he's, he's messing around with Martin Lawrence, just, just bad, you know, just on the edge, doesn't care, is going to be reckless. Um, but they decide that, you know, he finds out why um, Martin Lawrence is, is doing these petty crimes. And so he says, well, what you need is one big score. Like he's you know, trying to teach him to be more intelligent about how he's doing things. And he decides, they decide that they're going to get revenge on the boss because the boss doesn't trust banks. So he's got a lot of money in the office in the safe and he knows the code to the safe. And so they decide that 
he'll get revenge and they'll both get money and all that. Um, so while they are planning that, they are being chased down by um, the Ted... John C. John McGinley. C. McGinley. Why did I want to say Ted McGinley? That's a total... That's that's yeah, a, I, that's I, a I, different actor entirely. I feel, like, you know, I feel like I know that name, but I don't know who that is. So Oh, uh, he was on Happy Days and Married with Children. Ted McGinley. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. the neighbor. Marcy Darcy's yeah. husband. Um, yeah, the second one. The second husband to Marcy. And um, Who was he on Happy Days? Oh, my God. It was a late years. It was well after it jumped the shark. It was okay. some, co- some cousin or something, you know. Oh, um, gotcha. All right. Go ahead. John C. McGinley and Jane <laughs> so John and, Yeah. So they they mistake them for um, convenience store robbers as well, hitting on their territory. So they track them down um, after that confrontation where Tim gets shot um, to try to get <laughs> to try to get their revenge. Um, and they stumble across the fact that they've got all this money now. And... Tim Robbins is, that's when he's getting, trying to get busy with uh, Rebecca Gayhart and leaving Martin to himself. And that's when they decided to steal all the money and they leave Martin tied to a chair in a bed sheet being held on the ledge. Very Biggie style. Um, And the sheets in the door, right? Mm -hmm. That's the only thing keeping him from falling to his death and tim robbins is trying to say like i think i can get it right you can you do that and so when he grabs it that was a good turn at the end is when he's like they he grabs it he's trying to what was it what was the line uh when he was like there he's counting to three <laughs> and he's like one oh god oh god he goes, two he goes, we one. had two already he goes, <laughs> He goes, what, wait, wait, you gonna start counting? I can't hear you. He says two. He goes, oh, damn, we had two already. Can we start over? So and he then he, he catches it and he's like, damn, yeah. boy. Yeah. You, you did that shit. And then he falls anyway, but yeah. he ends up fun, falling down on a much larger terrace so he didn't fall down all that much. I think the idea was that he's supposed to fall. Yeah. So the sheet got caught on the grapple hook or whatever which yeah. then swung him okay. and then he landed it was i don't think it was a bigger terrace but yeah it just his i mean so that was good that was yeah. a nice little turnaround that yeah. was a good scene it was uh, of course it was a good scene hello <laughs> have you seen this movie yes i tried looking up anything i could about this movie there really wasn't a whole lot i don't know like because sometimes Nothing. people think that martin can be difficult and tim robbins can be difficult but there, i have Really nothing. I didn't see anything except the fact that they wanted you to know that Steve Odekirk was the was the dancing uh, security guard. Yeah. Uh, they, of course, they threw the tidbit in that, you know, Andy Dufresne played a financial guy who was going to screw over his boss and such and such in this movie and in another movie, which was Shawshank or something. Right. Um, and then um, some spoiler things that I can't even remember. Oh, the... The scene where McGinley and uh, Giancarlo hop yeah. in, and he says, "Give me you who and all your money in the register." And he says, "All the money's locked up." And he punches him in the face. Yeah. As he's punching him, if you watch careful enough, and I'd seen this before, Giancarlo starts to jump over the counter to get mm-hmm. to the register. As he's jumping over the counter, the register door is opening. Okay. So, 
You know what I mean? It was like yeah. it was it obviously wasn't locked up. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. But yeah, there's not really a whole lot to to dive into in this one other than, you know, some of the scenes. Well when you would know them better than I. They can't uh they can't all be two hour episodes. Yeah. Um <laughs> I mean, this to me is, it's not like a, it's its not a movie that you can dissect, mm-hmm. okay? Tim Robbins has this very, a very specific goal in this movie. Uh, uh, Terrence has a very specific goal in this movie. McGinley and Giancarlo, very specific goal in this movie. You mm-hmm. know, I think it's, I think it's funny that literally everything in this movie happens because of a mistaken identity. Right. He thinks his wife's sleeping with PB when it's not. Right. They think uh, McGinley and Giancarlo think that they're robbers when they're not. When right. he actually paid him for the gun that he took from him and the sour fruity twists. Yeah. Um. You know, he he thinks that, that the woman thinks that she's going to steal money from him. That's why she knocks him out. He's but he's going to get a, a card that he didn't realize was. It's just. Yeah. It's it's kind of like Three's Company on right. steroids. <laughs> Except there's only two. So it's like two's a crowd. Two's a crowd. Two's a no. Three's company. Four's a, four's a crowd. No, no, wait, 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 wait. You can get a good look at a butcher's ass by sticking your head up the pig. Wait. Uh, yeah. I think all this nothing to lose. The uh, the the thing that annoyed me most about this, like, right. the, like, because the the scene where he's like, okay, you picked the wrong fucking guy on the wrong fucking day, kind of thing, and he takes he took took off, and of course, like Martin Lawrence is losing his shit because he's driving through red lights and doing all this really erratic driving and just scaring shit out of him. But when he takes his wallet, and obviously it has to happen because then he's got no money, right? But he takes his wallet, he throws it out the window. <laughs> I don't. I thought you know they were going to set it up for like a, a sequel. You know, everything to gain fighting identity theft you know um <laughs> there was no identity theft in 1997 i don't think oh yes there was no there wasn't oh yeah facts i want i'll link the article no i'm kidding no there'd be identity theft as far as somebody taking their credit card oh you yeah know? you could do that you could yeah you could still, yeah uh i mean i feel like throwing your wallet's the last thing you're gonna do yeah it's kind of stupid I, well i mean the guy just basically <laughs> threw his life away at that point because he thought his wife was cheating on him Dude's got a good job, makes good money. Kick the yeah. bitch out, find another one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't. Well, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Jay Z. I can't call him bitches. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's just a lot to like. I think there's a lot that you have to dive into, like that whole setup that that falls into our I have questions category, right? Because I mean, a simple knock on the door. You know, or standing in like taking a few steps back and standing in the hallway and saying hello. Yeah, not you would many, have like not many figured men would it have out. Been like, what the fuck is going yeah, yeah, on? Yeah, exactly. That's what I would do. <laughs> That's what I told the bitch. <laughs> right. So or, it was, or you, you, right? Or you know, well, I, I'm not going to get into the, the. I have questions unless you've okay. got anything more to, to get. But you know, it's just. It was just such an extreme response. I mean, shock can do a lot to you, but 
Um, so I guess I guess I can I can bend on that. But it's my experience you know. that when you've been kicked in the gut like that, mm-hmm. that you don't really want to do anything. You don't want to get in your car and drive. You just kind of want to curl up in the fetal position on the sofa. Like you'd have just a little hung bit out of Ben there. and Jerry's, yeah. and yeah, you just hung out on the sofa until somebody came down, and you'd be like, "Oh, did you have a good time? <laughs> Get out!" Or you know, yeah. or you'd have spent some time cleaning the shotguns, <laughs> and went upstairs and took care of business. <laughs> you know, little 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 stupid stuff like that. I, you know, I yeah, I don't know, I I don't know. I feel like I also feel like as smart as he is, you go into a a an office like that mm-hmm. and there's that much money, that boss is not going to give that combination to very many people. Right. So you literally have been out for two days. You're one of three people that know it and you're the only yeah. person that doesn't have an alibi. He's the one trying to tell right. him, oh no, you got to wear a mask. So you're, yeah, yeah, there's, there's some questions in there, but I mean, there, well, I mean, this, this isn't whole a procedural. Thing, this yeah. isn't Gone Girl. No, this this whole thing happens <laughs> over a weekend, right? It starts on a Friday afternoon and and ends on on that Monday morning. Monday, yeah. So, cats are doing the SmackDown WWE, ripping, ripping the carpet up off the floor for me, so I'll never have to do it. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't I don't really have any. There's like again, this isn't a movie that has any insight. Most of my movies don't have insight. Your movies are the movies that have insight where we have to, you know, think about characters and right. what their direction is. Mine is just like, what can we do to be funny? Right. What can we do to blow stuff up? Right. So if you want, we could take a break. We can come back. We could do questions and such like that. Okay. All right. Let's do it. You know, perfect timing, Brody. Hi, Kitty. How are you? Yep. Let's see it. Needles. Mayday. Can anyone hear me? We found something. We found something in the ice. Would you stop screwing around? This makeshift transmitter has a pretty weak signal. I'm not sure how long it's going to last. Okay, hi. I'm Brandon Windish. And I'm Chris Holcomb. And we are the heads of programming of the Dead City Drive-In. And unfortunately, if you're hearing this, then we're already dead. Okay, now you're just being melodramatic. Look, if you're hearing this, then it's probably because we're interrupting your podcast. Sorry about that. Okay, but we wouldn't do that without a good reason. Those delightful singing voices you're hearing belong to a ravenous horde of mutants and madmen right outside our projection room door. You see, we've been tasked by our bosses, the drive-in gods, to program specially themed double bills for the increasingly restless dead city denizens. And when we say specially themed, what we mean is killer robots, satanic terror, Uh, yeah, hideous freaks, creepy crawlies, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. hysteria. You see, there is no bottom to the depths of psychotronic cinema. Any old chud could pick a random double bill. Yeah, but do you really want to watch Chopping Mall back-to-back with Ghost Dad? Or a double whammy of Rock and Roll Nightmare and Bicentennial Man? Oh, yeah, I do! Oh, shut up, zombie Robin Williams, you fucking liar! At Dead City Drive-In, we choose a theme. Then we and our special guest each pick what we think is the best representation of that theme. But there's only room for two movies, so we're talking genre flick deathmatch here. Three movies enter the ring, but only two can make it on the slime-splattered screen of the Dead City Drive-In. Put it this way, it's dirty work, but somebody's got to do it. (laughs) Chris, that's the lyrics of that song from Police Academy 2. Damn it, we're about to lose the transmission. Dead City Drive-In is available everywhere your favorite podcasts lurk. The doors are open and admission is free. It's a show filled to the brim with monsters, mayhem, blood, guts, and... Uh, Dispatch. (laughs) 
some more paramedics. <laughs> Remember, if the cars are rocking, it doesn't mean somebody's fucking. They're probably getting murdered here at the City Drive. Under 17, not admitted without parent. And we are back. I know back we are. I know that makes your day. <laughs> Sit down, relax. Nothing more to worry about. You're going to get to hear the second half of this podcast. It's going to be glorious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, the scene that made me cringe the most in this movie was that that meeting in the in the agency when they were talking about because apparently all this advertising agency ever did was just come up with really shitty mascots for things. <laughs> Brickman. <laughs> Brickman. <laughs> Brickman motorboats. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> and he liked it. That was nothing. But then they came up with what was the other what was the other mascot? Skippy the cook was it Skippy? Was it Skippy the cookie? The cookie? And he had chocolate chips. That's right, the trail of chocolate chips that was following him. I mean, yeah, but don't you think it might be more appetizing if he wasn't leaving chocolate chips? Well, yeah, he leaves a chip, chip, trail of chips everywhere he goes. What do those look like? They look they look like poop. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, you need a mascot. We all make your mascot. It's just it was it was just so cringy bad. Well, it was yeah. written by someone who doesn't know marketing. That's why I yeah. told. What did I tell you? You're going to like this scene. <laughs> I also think there's there's some endearing qualities to this movie that little things that are said are funny and maybe they're not supposed to be, but they are. Like, I it just it fucking kills me. Maybe because it's Lenny. Oh my God, my key. Yeah. When he goes, Nick, and he goes, PB. <laughs> like you do that to your boss, right? Yeah. yeah. But it's just it's just funny because you know what he's trying yeah. to do. He's trying to go, come on, I'm going to kiss your ass. No. I think, was this before or after the Brady Bunch movie? I think it was before. I think it would have to be before the Brady Bunch movie. Yeah, I mean... Go ahead. Because, no, I, I'm no, no, just... I'll look it up. I'm, I I'm was, right here on IMDb. I'm just thinking as far as the casting of him in this role. I mean, I mean, obviously you and I know him more as Lenny. It was after. It was after. The okay. Brady Bunch was 1995. Okay. So... But the Brady Bunch in the White House was 2002. Okay. Well, there was a second one? There was a very Brady sequel. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Um but I mean we know we know him as Lenny, right? Which was just stupid adorable kind of innocent Lenny. Mm-hmm. Um and then of course we knew him from Spinal Tap and that whole thing. Um but after oh, that he kind Saturday of Night Live. Yeah, in Saturday Night Live, but I think after that especially in the Saturday Night Live movies like Coneheads and stuff like that, he kind of got this became kind of more of a character actor where he was a not so nice you know maybe the bad guy not the bad bad guy but the the smarmy kind of character so I think the casting of him in this was good because you kind of it lent to the dispersion that maybe he was doing something you know underhanded as far as screwing around with the uh, wife you know he kind of had the the same feel that um oh shit what was the principal in uh, ferris bueller 
and the bad guy in uh in uh oh, Crumb. Yeah, yeah. Je- Jeffrey Jeffrey Jones. Jeffrey Jones, yeah. He always had Jeffrey Jones was always that smarmy. That's yeah. That, that, and, and Michael McKean right. played that a lot, right. Right, but Michael McKean could be just kind of goofy in that too. But so I think that that was, you know, small role but good casting in that in that area. Gotcha. And then and then of course his eccentricities on the tribal shit and the uh, you know, leading to that one statue with the big dick <laughs> that has a face on it too. <laughs> I that's the only part <laughs> yeah. I have questions. Leading to, you know, when uh when Nick has his little freak out after they steal the money in the office to to gets really angry and starts flipping off the camera. And he does the extreme I lo- I circumcision. I love that scene. I love that um, scene. I, I, that. <laughs> I do that to people all the time where I'm doing both fingers. I'm just waving them back and forth. I reach around under my leg. I, I It cracks me up. It cracks me up. Because my bird that I'm flipping you means more if I stick it underneath my knee. <laughs> I, I don't think there's a whole lot left. No, that's really not. I mean... They, it, you probably talk about, you know... That poor car uh, gets fucked up. What? That poor car gets fucked up. It was a Bronco, was it? No, what was it? I think it was a GMC Expedition or something. I don't yeah. know. Yukon, whatever. Yeah, it got pretty fucked up. Pretty fucked up. Okay, do you want to do box office? you want to do I have questions? I don't care. Okay. You seem to have a lot of questions. Let's go there. I do. I do. So um, welcome to I Have Questions, the part of our podcast where we explore um, things that kind of took us out of the movies, um, broke our suspension to disbelief, and then left us going, huh? Um, So number one, he drives like a motherfucker through South Central, right? Well, first of all, how do you get anywhere in and around California without running into like bumper to bumper traffic? Because they filmed it in New Mexico. (laughs) There you go. But that wouldn't really happen. The fact that they would get out of town so fast and then end up going to like Arizona. Um, But the whole premise was is like he took him on Route 66. They end up in Arizona. Didn't need to stop for gas anywhere along the way, apparently, because that he didn't realize he didn't have his wallet until they were at the restaurant. Well, maybe he'd filled up that morning. Yeah, but he was driving like so recklessly. Plus, it's fucking California. But they had to stop twice for gas on the way back. Well, yeah, they came back a different way than they went. This is fucking simple stuff. I can't believe you haven't figured this out yet. (laughs) The thing, too, for me is, like, obviously she was, he, there's a scene um, where they're at the hotel after they successfully steal all the money. And, again, I was, I'm going to call him Jimmy. <laughs> Think of Jim B. Nick. Nick. Nick goes to reflect. Nick. <laughs> Nick goes to reflect and have a few drinks to try to like process what he has just done. Runs into what's her face. Homeboy can drink. Yeah, he had a lot. Was that tequila he was drinking? Something with a lemon in it. Yeah. So it might have been. Um, so 
girl that has a crush on him that he buys flowers for from all the time for his wife um you know obviously flirts with them makes it makes herself available and they go to her room and of course he kind of thinks twice and then goes to call his wife to confront her and when she picks up the phone she's like all concerned and worried about him and stuff like that why why didn't she call the police if her know, husband hadn't been usually home missing, for twenty, usually missing persons aren't aren't acted on for forty eight hours. Yeah, I I I get that, but they would probably still be looking for him because you would think because he had the flowers right for her, and he had like been putting them in water, and of course, like they were in the sink, so it's like he was home. To me, that would have been enough to be a suspicious enough, like, okay, he was here. What happened? I would have called the police. I mean, I know that they don't normally do because yeah. an adult can go anywhere without permission and stuff like that. But still, you would think. You would maybe, think. Maybe um, maybe because it was um, in the script. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, see, so it happened on a Friday. Mm-hmm. They drove out to the diner. Yep. They came back that night because they were talking. They were driving back at night, but it was also supposed to be. I mean, the timeline doesn't work because it was also supposed to be he was supposed to be coming home to take her somewhere, mm-hmm. and he would, thought he was going to have to work late, mm-hmm. and then found out that PB's whatever rescheduled, mm-hmm. so he came home. So it had been like five thirty or six. So if they drove that long, it had been. Did they drive all night and then get to the diner the next morning? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they would have because I think it was that afternoon because it wasn't like. Yeah, but they were eating breakfast and drinking coffee. I know, but at a diner, you can have breakfast all day long. Do you want to eat breakfast all day long at a diner? Yeah. It's probably the best thing on the menu right at a diner. Oh, well, then excuse me. It was 5.30 in the <laughs> afternoon and everybody was eating well, no, I mean, cause they breakfast were, and drinking he coffee. Got, they, got, they both got slapped in the head because they were coming in at 2 o'clock in the morning. And it wasn't like they weren't, like, he didn't get slapped in the head for being gone for 24 hours. I told you the timeline doesn't work. Yeah, I told totally. you the timeline doesn't work. Fucking Thanos showed up. He had the stones. <laughs> they bounced back and forth. They did whatever they needed to do. They showed up at two o'clock in the morning. Mama was pissed. I, I, yeah. I'm gonna be Mike here and say. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot about this movie that doesn't work. Yeah. They just automatically assume that yeah. Nick and Terrence are. McGinley and Giancarlo because yeah, those guys just happen to be Yeah. There's there's a lot there's a lot of things. It's it's a it's a comedy. Yeah, I know it's a comedy, but Okay. We have this this we uh, have I this know. segment. I'm I know. fulfilling I don't, our segment. I don't have an answer. I, I yeah. the, the timeline doesn't work. Right. It, it doesn't work. And you would think, I mean it was nineteen ninety seven and he's supposed to be a high flute and executive. You think he would have a cell phone. Uh, 97, we're still the... No, you still had Nokia's and flip phones and... Uh, I think you had the satchel phones at that point, didn't you? Yeah, I had the one that kind of looked like a brick, but you screwed on the antenna. That's what I had in 97. Whoa, that was close. Did you see that? Oh, you almost I almost knocked, knocked some over. shit over. 
Yeah, I mean, Little maybe. Sweet would have beat you up. Maybe. Little Sweet. Little Sweet. Maybe, um, I don't know. Maybe his boss was too cheap. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe there were sunspots. I don't know. <laughs> maybe that's the reason that we won't watch the new planes, trains, and automobiles because a cell phone, a cell phone ruins the whole changes story. changes everything. Yeah. Um, cell phone would change everything too in, in Home Alone. Um, and in Aliens. In Aliens? Oh, yeah. How so? Because it didn't have cell phones. Oh, okay. Um, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, my. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think that's part of probably pretty much it. I think, you know, it was just like, there were just some parts of it that you're like. I have questions. You have questions? So, uh, McGinley and Giancarlo run him off the road. Mm-hmm. Okay. He hops out, pull a gun on him. McGinley walks up with a double-barreled shotgun mm-hmm. and shoots the front of the truck of their vehicle. So the hood To the pops point open. that the hood blows up. Right. First of all, there's nothing underneath the hood that would blow up that way. Secondly, you shoot a double-barreled shotgun into the front of a car, the radiator's done. True. They just push it right back down. Oh. And off they go. They couldn't run away before because they were stuck. But after they cut the knife, you know, and the tires, you know, you see what I'm saying? I mean, there's a lot yeah. of inconsistencies here. Um, what the fuck was with that idol? <laughs> that was the scariest looking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it had the same face as the, the like the penis had a face. is the same face as the guy. And the, it was just, it was so Well, if weird. a normal guy had a dick like that, it'd probably have a face too. <laughs> think they harmonized i don't think they harmonized very well at all i don't don't think it was uh and what's and okay i have a question yeah i have a question okay so we have the point where um nick and and t are gonna get their money back right from dr cox and gus okay okay and they're doing that standoff in the alleyway why all of a sudden is Nick like a fucking super shot? <laughs> all right. Well, first of all, Nick was holding a shotgun. Okay. That was not a rifle. Okay. It's a shotgun. You know the difference between a shotgun and a rifle, right? Educate me. Okay. A rifle shoots a single round. That's like, an, a, a, like a gun round. Okay. But because it's a rifle with a longer barrel, the muzzle velocity is higher. So the round will go significantly farther. And you okay. can have a bigger a bigger rifle or a bigger round mm-hmm. with gunpowder to shoot it farther so it's a single shot mm. a shotgun shoots bbs mm-hmm. and a shotgun shoots you can do a full choke but it's still a spread mm-hmm. there's no accuracy with a shotgun got it when it, you in a rifle you shoot at a target with a shotgun you shoot in the general vicinity for instance you go shooting for you if you go if you go hunting for a deer Okay. You use a rifle because you got to have that one round in the right spot. When you go shooting, hunting for rabbit, you have that spread. Or quail, you have that spread because they move so fast, you have to cover. There is no way in hell you could shoot a shotgun unless it had a slug in it. But the chances that he had a slug are very, very small and hit one thing out of somebody's hand. He'd have hit both of them. He'd have shot them both mm-hmm. is what would have happened. Yes. Why is he automatically a rifle expertise? I, I don't know. Yeah. 
But rifles do not cock like that. That was a shotgun. Now, shotguns have slugs where they shoot a single a single slug out of the shell, but I do believe they still follow them up with some BBs. So, I mean, no. It, no. Okay. Any more questions? Yeah. Why were the two happy that the cops were there? Remember they tied him up and left him and acted yeah. like, oh, they got me. You're wanted in like five states. Why are you happy the cops are there? Oh, uh, Dr. Cox? And yeah. I don't. Probably uh, they were scared. I have no idea. <laughs> Not an idea it just, on that it one. Was, it's, uh, it was just an opportunity for them to for be. For another joke. Was Scrubs on at this time? Was he in Scrubs? I don't think so. I think yeah. Scrubs is 2000s. Okay. Yeah, I um, think you're right. Hold on. Scrubs. Hold on. I had to delete a very Brady sequel. Okay. Doop-a-doo. Scrubs was 2001 to 2010. Okay. All right. So, I mean, I've seen McGinley in other things before, and he doesn't really deviate. You know, he's got that manic, almost psychotic anger issues yeah he was type. in that he was in that sitcom on tbs with danny masterson for a while what was it called danny masterson remember the one it was on tbs where they were in the they were in the office building i don't remember that one yeah keep talking no he was in belco experiment which is a a horror movie type thing where it fit his sensibilities pretty well i don't remember that one i've never seen that uh, and he was also in some kind of lifetime movie where he was obsessed with some teenage girl and the Belco the Belco experience right here, Wendell yeah. Dukes. Yeah. Uh it was called Ground Floor. Ground Floor. He played Mr. Mansfield, remember it was Danny Masterson. I uh, it it's was, ringing a bell, but it's not It was Skylar Oh no no no. That's not the right one. Da- the Danny Masterson, that's not yeah. the right one. This one is um Skylar Austin, Brigitte Heelan, Rory Scovel. Okay. Yeah, okay. He was the boss. Remember, they the one guy was dating the girl that was okay. Yeah, yeah. We I, we watched like two episodes. It was not good. He was like that. Only he was rich. Okay. Helter Skelter. You know, not crazy psycho, but he was like Doctor Cox. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I like him. I like him very much. He may be one note, but he's good at that note, and that's what matters. That's right. Because wasn't he in that? It was almost like a rip off of the Evil Dead. Oh, Stan versus Evil. Stan versus Evil, yeah. I think that show's great. I haven't I haven't really seen it. I've watched probably a season. It's stupid, but it's fun. It's what you'd expect from the sci-fi channel. Let's okay. put it that way. It's Sifi. Yeah, yeah, it's it's um it's an underproduced Ash versus the Evil Dead is what it is. Okay. But he he's he's Dr. Cox in it, and it's great. Yeah. So I'll take it. All right. I'll take that, you stink pot. <laughs> Big pot. <laughs> That's it. All right. Cool. Cool. Box office was released July 18th, 1997. Had a budget of $25 million. And it made $44.48 million. So I don't think you can call it a flop. Yeah. It was number 48 for the year. It got beat out by some movies that it should not have been beaten out by, like... You know, Speed 2, Cruise Control. <sighs> and um, Copland was just above it. There was another one here that was really bad. Uh, 
the fifth element. <laughs> but um i mean the number one movie of the year was men in black and lost world was number two and liar liar air force one and then star wars episode four made 137 million again that year um because i think that was the 20th anniversary mm-hmm. but uh I, I mean i don't i don't know what they consider a a, a success i mean if i put 25 million dollars into something and i got 48 million back i'd be i'd be fine with it yeah i guess it would depend on you know how much the contracts were and whether or not at that point, they were getting points off the back end or anything like that. So that's true. Okay, cool. Yeah, cute. Yeah, cute. What were your three favorite moments? My three favorite moments. Well, let me tell you what my three favorite moments. I I like the um the when they were they did their first robbery. Um, to try to get the flashlights and you had a blue in there and you had to write the robbery styles. That was different. That was kind of funny. Um, what you do is <laughs> you're going to open that register and you're going to give me all the money out of it. <laughs> that was scary. That was scary, right? That was scary. <laughs> <laughs> I like, <laughs> he's like, hey, you ain't one of them desert slashes, are you? Cut a person's body up and leave it out in the oh, desert man. and tiny little pieces. Oh, shit, we're in a fucking desert. I'm in a car with a psycho freaky Jason Heck, motherfucker. <laughs> then he goes, then he goes, please don't kill me, freaky Jason. Please, please don't kill me, freaky Jason. <laughs> please, please don't kill me, freaky Jason. <laughs> that, I don't know if he wrote that or if he ad-libbed that, but that is, a, that is incredible. Yeah. That whole car ride. From the moment that he puts the gun to the side of his head to the second that they get out at the diner, the whole yeah. thing cracks me up. Um, and I guess that the part I I, I don't have it verbatim because I think I I ended up copying the Freaky Jason thing twice. Um, Good job, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, after the the when he gets shot and and. Martin is Martin Lawrence is apologizing to him. He's like, "You're apologizing to me. You don't apologize to somebody after you shoot them. You apologize after you step on their foot. Yeah, <laughs> you fart. <laughs> He's probably, it's like a baby gash." <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite, my third, my number three is the the whole extended carjacking scene. I know that that's like Tim has the movie, but no, that's funny. But he's just it was funny. The, the, the talking to him. He's just he doesn't say nothing. And there's the part. There's the one part where they're driving in the desert and uh, Tim Robbins just does this. <laughs> where he starts slapping himself like he's crazy. Okay. And he's like, oh, you, when it's like you're crazy. Um, one of the parts that we didn't mention that I do like very much is when they do get chased down by uh, Dr. Cox the first time. Mm-hmm. And Tim Robbins hops out of the car. And they're like, what are you doing? Put the fucking gun down. Blah, 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 blah. And then Martin Lawrence jumps out and he goes... You put the gun down. And then they both go. And they pull the guns out. And Martin Lawrence goes, oh, shit. He just, throw, <laughs> oh, he just throws the gun off to the side. Like, oh, look what happened. It, it just, every time I see it, it's like, oh, I don't know. And I mean, number one, it's got to be mama slapping the shit out of people. It's got to be. Because you didn't expect that. Because he comes home right. and she's like, oh, baby, it's late. Aww. Oh, what happened? You, you look like hell. And she's like. Oh, you come traipsing in at two o'clock in the morning. Smack! <laughs> and, then, and then when it's over, he's like, oh, "Why, show it guy hit me so hard." <laughs> and then a nice little detail of when uh, Tim Robbins is looking at their family photos, and the one of them are all sitting on the couch, <sighs> and Mama's slapping him. <laughs> that that I missed like the first two or three times I watched it, and I think James noticed it, and we paused it, and we were 
dying. <laughs> There's a scene of a whole family. If you don't catch it, it's when they're looking at the family photos. They're all sitting on the sofa. And everybody's got a smile on their face, but Mama's hand is coming down from on high, and he's like ducking out of the way because he's about to get railed on. She's about to beat the brakes off that shit. Oh my god! All right, all right. right. So, would you watch it again? Yeah, I might watch it again. Holy sh! No, 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 no. (laughs) We have a winner. We have a winner. This would be this would be a movie that you know maybe you like. Sitting at home with your, your parents on a long weekend, or you like you maybe tripping, you camping or something. You know, like, this is this is something you could watch. Did you say you're your, tripping and camping? You're tripping. The fuck? <laughs> you're going on a trip, or you're camping. Oh, are you not tripping while you're camping? If we're tripping and camping. We got to watch the wall or sorry. The Pepper. only kind of tripping sorry, I'm gonna do when I'm camping is probably falling on my face. All right, good. All enough, right. Good um. <laughs> That reminds what me of that story. about the septic eight? <laughs> um, <laughs> that leads me to believe us when we, you and I have, uh, just to, to, to let everybody know, you and I started doing CrossFit. And so I was really hurting at work one day and I was talking to um, one of my coworkers and I said, yeah, uh, I was talking about being able to pull yourself up, like to do the chin-ups or whatever the hell. Pull-ups. The pull-ups. And I said, I, I had to modify because I didn't do the pull-ups. And I said, I Neither just, one of us can. Right. And so he said, well, you know, you, you got to be able to, you know, if you're in a situation where, you, you know, you've, you're off the side of a cliff and you got to hold on. And I said, I'd like to think I live my life in such a way that I would not find myself on the side of a cliff hanging, having to hold on. He's like, well, you know, if you go camping or something. And I'm like, I like to think that I live my life in such a way that I don't have to go camping. But I'd have looked him dead in his face and said, <laughs> what cliffs are you referring to? We're in Florida. <laughs> Jesus. You got to be able to pull yourself up. No, that's not a, that's not a fucking chin up, dude. <laughs> That's it's just the, it was just one of those odd conversations you have at work. I'd like to think I'd have a little more adrenaline to work with if I'm hanging off the side of a fucking cliff. Oh, no, I'm dead. I'm dead. You'd be like, I've lived a good life. <laughs> as long as the music playing in the background. Catch me, baby Jesus. Uh, so we're in August, and you know it's it's leading to me to believe that uh, we need to uh, start planning out the uh, the watching schedule for the podcast for uh, Halloween because we got more movies than we can possibly watch. Let me guess, we're watching a horror movie this week. Oh no, no, no. Okay. No, I'm just saying we got to prepare. All right. We have to prepare. We have a lot of things we want to see. I think both of us have some ideas. Well, I think that my next movie to. will be a horror slash suspense movie. So, oh, okay, so cool, cool. I'm going to ask you. What you gonna ask me? Will you go make me a sandwich? No. All right. What movie are you gonna have me watch? Um, I think we're gonna stay in the vein of light, silly comedies, and um, we are going to take advantage of it being on Hulu, and we are going to watch Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Okay. All right. All right. Have you seen it yet? I have. And. You um. Like it? 
you obviously liked it enough that you want to watch it again. So. Yeah, because there's things that I think I missed the first time around because it's a little weird. And that's Kristen Wiig and... I forget who else wrote... She, she, she was one of the co-writers from Bridesmaids, right? She is one of the co-writers okay. from Bridesmaids. Um, it is, it's got some really odd odd things in it that you're like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, but it's enough... To me, it was like maybe a cleaner live action version of like what you get in Family Guy as far as the like really weird, strange cutaways and, and stuff like that. So it's, you know, but it's still got that Kristen Wiig sensibility to it. I think you'll like it. All right. All right. All right. Sounds good. And if good. you don't, well, then we'll have plenty to talk about. Win-win. How can I say no, folks? <laughs> okay. All right. Let me tap us. Talk us out of here. Tap dance us out of here. All right. Thank you for listening to another episode of Honey, You Should Watch This. Uh, If you would like to follow us on social media, we are on Instagram and Twitter on the handle at Honey Watch This. Uh, We do have a Facebook page as well, but we're not quite as active on there as we are um, starting to gear up a little bit more on the other two. Uh, please, uh, if you like what you listen to, please, uh, subscribe, um, on whatever podcast platform you happen to be listening on. If you are listening on Apple podcast, uh, why don't you give us a rate and review? If you have comments, if there's, uh, things you can, uh, you'd like to hear us, uh, do on this show or movies you'd like to hear us, uh, cover, uh, you can definitely, uh, DM us on any of our social media platforms. Um, we're definitely open to suggestions. If you prefer to watch us, you can watch us. We are on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You can search, honey, you should watch this somewhere on YouTube and you should find it. You should find it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, that's <laughs> pathetic. I don't even know the URL. We don't have a, a, a great URL yet because you need a certain number of subscribers to have your own personalized URL. So, okay. YouTube is kind of a bitch that way. Well, I mean, I get it. Otherwise yeah. you'd have... Five billion URLs of <laughs> Carl eats gummy worms again. <laughs> if you'd like to follow us um, on uh, my personal, I, I I have an open Instagram account, so it is marketing underscore angel on Instagram. You can uh, see our wonderful, annoying, um, interrupting cats. Um, I do post pictures of them every once in a while on that. Um, and if you'd like to hear more of um, Greg's lovely, but you're not a baritone, are you? What are you? Tenor. <laughs> if you would love to hear more of Greg's, most lovely- people put me in the annoying category. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I buy that. Uh, but if you'd like to hear more of Greg's lovely voice, you can also hear him on another podcast. And why don't you pimp yourself out there, babe? It's called Top Five for Fighting. Uh, you can find us anywhere. You can find Honey. You should watch this. Uh, mm. I'm a little more um, blue. No, uh, blue is apparently not the proper word anymore, according to com- to, co- to comedians. Um, oh, uh, I am more purple. L- <laughs> no, those are nurples. Uh, I am more uh, un violet. No, sorry. I'll shut up now. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I have had a problem with words today. Honestly, I can't seem to remember words. I am less contained. They give me a bigger yard to run in on that one, mostly because it's you my can, podcast and I can run well, wherever I want. It's your yard. 
it's well your pod- <laughs> it's your podcast here too if you no, want to run know, a little have, bit but uh, we have a different um vibe uh not a vibe a different uh person who a purveyor of standards on this podcast <laughs> than we do on the other one <laughs> like fart jokes on this podcast <laughs> not so much fart Could jokes be. <laughs> fart jokes on the other podcast well it's one of our top three go-tos. <laughs> Periwinkle. <laughs> no, we do not like that smell at all. Um, and no, we don't like that one. So Aubergine. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a different. It's just two guys talking about all kinds of stuff: video games, movies, TV, popular culture, sports, what whatever really. Whatever. This last week, um, even if you're not a wrestling fan, you'd have had a good time listening to me eviscerate my trip to the WWE SmackDown with my brother, my cousin, and my nephew. So um, we just talk about kind of whatever pops up. We play little games and always do a top five list at the end of the show. This week's our our top five favorite television finales. All right. And next week will be our top five worst television finales. Dun, dun, dun. Can we give it the flip side? All right, cool. All right. All right. Well, thank you once again for listening, and we out of here. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful week.